Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is 13 Keys to Better Contact Forms, Getting More Website Form Fills today on the Next Level Contractor Podcast. And I'm actually just going to get right into the meat and potatoes. I call these pure practical episodes. So the first thing is, I want you guys to think about contact forms as your lifeblood. I know that some people get really sick of the spam. I know that some people really get sick of just bad leads. And then some of you actually have very mature businesses where you only want the absolute best leads and you wish you could just turn off the contact form other than that. But you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You do not want to make this long form so that even your best prospects skip it and go to your competitor. So let's get into these tips. Number one, simplify the fields. Get down to the nuts and bolts. You can follow up with a questionnaire later. You can find other steps in your sales process to filter people. You may need to get your sales process cleaned up. Maybe not the form. Maybe you don't want to filter everybody at the form. Maybe you have another step that filters people that really gets rid of the tire kickers. Number two, fields should match the expected size of the answer. So if it's first name, last name, they should be shorter to coincide with what people expect to type into that box. Number three, the button should fit into the current design, but maybe pop out a little bit. Yes, red tests very well as a color for the send a message button, but it has to fit in with that current design. Find a way to match it with your style, but make it have a high contrast color. And then four, skip the phone number. You can also make it really obviously optional. So it should have like a parentheses around it, big optional right there. That will help people that don't want to give you their, their phone number know that they don't have to fill that out, out if they don't want to. Number five, social proof. So you want to say where, who, and what. So where, if they left a review on Facebook, make sure the Facebook logo is there, the five stars, you know, who. I want to see a picture of that person. Ideally, a zoomed-in picture of their face smiling. And then you want to say what. So what is the review? How many stars is it? That kind of thing. Reviews do better than testimonials. I saw somebody user testing a website this past week. We do user testing on our clients to actually watch real users look at these websites. And somebody said, I already know what's going to be in there. This company is great, so I don't even have to read it. Because a testimonial strikes them differently, whereas a review and pulling in reviews and maybe even a four-star review here and there will allow them to trust you a little bit more. Next, number six, explain what happens after they submit a contact form. Make them a promise. Say, we'll get back to you in four hours on a work day or tell them something very specific about what's going to happen after they submit a contact form so that they're not curious and they don't have that open loop in their mind, it will cause friction and stop them from filling out that form. All right, next. Number seven, don't be picky. So validation, you know, forms have this ability to see if it's a real phone number or other ways to validate. Make it as loose as possible. You don't want to get them stuck because they accidentally autofill the one before their phone number and it's super tight on the restrictions in that field. You don't want it to be hard for somebody to push that button. Next, number eight, convey the value. 
your job's not over when they get to the contact form. I see so many people do a really good job on the design of their homepage, or their service pages, and they click, somebody clicks off their contact page and it's just this loose, sad, just frumpy page that just says contact form at the pop, at the top. Why not make it a little bit more value driven and make that page the best page on your website? I see 50 people come to a, a contact page sometimes and two people submit a contact form. That's not great. So you really want that design to be tight. Next, number nine, indicate required fields and indicate fields when they're not required. So you want to have a little red asterisk if they are required and maybe even spell it out, like I said, with the parentheses when they're not required. Number 10, trust, trust, trust. We talked about the reviews and having reviews and social proof all around that contact form. What about other trust factors? What about awards? What about other companies that work with you if you're B2B? Find ways to get them to trust you right around that contact form. Decrease the friction. Number 11, clean it up on mobile. Hey, your contact form is great on desktop. Wow, you're halfway. Now, make sure it looks really good on the phone. I went to a giant company's website this past week and I don't, I don't wanna say who it is, but let's say it's a big billboard company. Cause I, I thought it'd be fun to do a billboard at some point. So I wanted to see pricing. And I get down to the bottom and I'm trying to submit a contact form. I started filling it out and it literally wouldn't let me submit that literally cut it off. And there was no way to submit on the uh, mobile version of the site. And I'm assuming because people see this website up on billboards because they wanna fill billboards, they need more business, that, that I couldn't get, I couldn't submit the contact form. So it's a bad look, it makes your company look unprofessional and it makes it really hard to get in contact with you. You wanna make it as easy as possible. Number 12, use send message or something more personal. The word submit has bad connotations and it actually matters. So psychologically submit, do you want to submit to somebody? Do you want to submit? I don't, I don't want to submit. I want to be, you know, whatever else. I want to be free. And that's what it seems like almost like uh, the antonym or the opposite of being free. So anyways, it has a slight bad connotation. I'm not going to overstate this, but put send message or something more descriptive instead of submit. And then number 13, make the headline benefit driven or more personal. So if you're an event marketing company, say make your event shine at the top. Don't just say contact. Don't just say send us a message. Try to add a little personality in there and actually use the headline of the page and the headline above the contact form to show a little personality and to describe the benefit of what they'll receive by contacting you. I've probably gone through about 50 versions of our contact form and I've designed and been involved with the design of over a hundred websites, tested things, looked at the analytics, made changes. I've seen a lot of things work in contact forms. These 13 are a good simplified list of what I've seen work. I strongly suggest that you take a look at your contact form today and see 
if it's really as compelling as you would want if you were trying to work with the company. I hope that you guys have a good week. This has been a pure practical episode of the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Join me next week. I'm actually going to be chatting with the CEO of Verse.io about the lead to conversion ratio and how to have good etiquette on your text and phone conversations with prospects. Join me then. Bye, guys.